Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in Isaiah chapter 4. Yesterday we saw this proclamation of coming judgment, humbling a haughty Judah and Jerusalem that didn't make any effort to cover up its sin, but just brazenly celebrated its own depravity. And part of the mark of this season of rebellion was super young bucks taking over and then oppressing the elderly, an upheaval of any kind of system of honor, women taking positions of authority, particularly as a demarcation of a lack of leadership in Isaiah chapter 3. This has been the case historically. This is, this is what God proclaimed would happen. This is what we saw in the story of Deborah, the female judge who rises up because Israel was just off the rails. So in a continuation of what chapter 3 teaches, the opening verse of chapter 4 is this, On that day seven women will seize one man, saying, We will eat our own bread and provide our own clothing. Just let us bear your name. Take away our disgrace. So these women have been culturally disgraced. They all are just going to share a husband, and they're going to make their own way. They're going to provide for themselves. It's, a, it's an indicator of a time of huge disruption, rebellion, they're coming under the discipline of God. But it's not all bad news. It gets better in, in verse 2. Watch the bleakness of all of chapter 3, chapter uh, verse 10 notwithstanding, is about to take a better turn as of verse 2. On that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the land will be the pride and glory of Israel's survivors. Whoever remains in Zion, whoever is left in Jerusalem, will be called holy. All in Jerusalem written the book of life. When the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and cleansed the blood guilt from the heart of Jerusalem by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of burning, then the Lord will create a cloud of smoke by day and a glowing flame of fire by night over the entire site of Mount Zion and over its assemblies. For there will be a canopy over all the glory, and there will be a shelter for shade from heat by day and a refuge and shelter from storm and rain. It's like going back to their origins during Moses' leadership across the Exodus sands, where God would lead them by a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night. It's like taking you back to where you started. In this outpouring of discipline, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious. This is the result of God's discipline. God's not a sadist, okay? He doesn't just want to torture his people. He's disciplining his children. And then as a result, his will is going to be realized. They're going to repent. And then here's that word, the branch again, okay? This branch is a theme, especially in the opening chapters of Isaiah. This branch that will grow from the stump of Jesse, actually, the of Jesse, whose son was David, uh, this, this king of, uh, of Israel, he would be the one to take Israel home again. And it's this messianic prophecy that begins in the most humble way possible. You've got a tree that has been cut down. It's a stump. But just like the student ministry logo here at the Redemption Church, even though it's been cut down, doesn't mean that it's dead forever. New life can come where there was death. So this branch of the Lord is a theme that comes up. We also saw this in, in chapter 3, this vineyard that's going to be just cut down, but God's going to restore it. 
So there's actually, there's actually beautiful, uh, beautiful hope in this passage. It, it takes them back to their roots, back to the beginning. He's going to wash away the filth of the daughters of Zion. See the end of chapter three. He's going to, uh, uh, he's going to wash away the blood guilt from the heart of Jerusalem. And then he's going to take them back to how things started. Do you remember how things started? Do you remember how it began when you were walking with Jesus? Would you, looking at how God dealt with Old Testament Israel as proclaimed by Isaiah, get rid of the blood guilt, wash away the filth, repent from pornography, repent from extramarital affairs, repent from even a hint of sexual immorality, Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter 3 verses 4, uh, uh, Ephesians 5 verses 3 and 4, repent from even a hint of sexual immorality, repent from blood guilt, repent from everything and get back to the way things were. The way that it began for Israel was leading them across the Exodus sands. This is how it began for Israel. How did it begin for you? Did you know that the power of the grace of God never runs out in your lifetime? He may allow you to suffer the consequences for the sins that you've committed while you're still here on the earth, but did you know that His grace and His mercy is new every morning? He can take you back to where you were before when you first started walking with Him leading you by a pillar of fire by night, a pillar of cloud by the day, where you just could not wait to open your Bible. You could not wait to get to church. You could not wait to bring up the gospel to those who are, who are nearby. And then when you sinned, you knew that the convicting power of the Holy Spirit was so potent, you had no choice. You had to get it out of your life. Would you pray right now that God accomplishes this in your heart as an individual, just as He has accomplished through and will accomplish, by the way, there are apocalyptic implications to this, through Zion?